to Funny Parents, everybody. I am Mary Teresa Archibald. And I am Pat Shea. And we are so happy to be here. Yes. And thank you so much for listening and uh, all the uh, ratings and reviews. Keep them coming. Please, please. They really do help us grow this audience, grow this world of funny parents. Because uh, as we continue to grow our world, uh, Pat and I are cooking up some new content Yeah, uh, to come into your ears. Um, and if you have time, I would love a favor. If you can go to our Facebook page, Funny Parents. Facebook.com slash Funny Parents. And share with us what are your favorite books to read with your kids? Yeah. Equally, what are your least favorite books to read with your kids? Like straight up, there are books that I love that my kids can't stand. Yes, and by, well, I, I was going to say, and vice versa. Uh, there is, there is, uh, I love you forever, which I think we read once, and we're like, nope, that no, no, thank you. And I know people love that book. Yeah. Yeah. On the night you were born, I love that book. She reads it to them every day, every year on their birthdays. Yep, but that's all they'll let me. When they were yeah. kids, oh, I, when they were little, I always read it, and they were like, I'm not into this, Mom. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so go to our Facebook.com slash Funny Parents and tell us the books that you love to read or you can't stand to read with your kiddos. Yes. Today, though, we have two darling friends of ours. Yes, and both of them are involved in improv and... Uh, very much like what we do uh, with a lot of our daytime work, uh, use improv to apply to different situations in life. Right. So they take uh, our work of improv, which the tenant of Yes End, and move it into a mindset work. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit later, you're going to hear from our friend, uh, Kirsten Caldwell, an old Chicago friend of ours who is now based in Colorado. Yes. And uh, she's doing a lot of work uh, using that to help uh, grownups. Yeah. Get into the right head spot, headspace, especially right now with all the chaos in the world. Yes. But first. First, we are going to hear from our friend Dion Flynn. And Dion is someone that I got to meet and we got to improvise and work with at the People's Improv Theater. Incredibly funny guy. Uh, and you would know him as many characters on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, most notably Barack Obama. Yes, he was... Mr. Barack Obama for a long time yes. on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, sure, he still is when it comes up. When it comes up, yes. Yeah. It's a little less common now. Yeah. Um, but he was also just on the recently canceled Paid Off. With Michael Torpley. <laughs> uh, a, a valiant effort to use a game show to pay off people's college debt on True TV. And he does uh, workshops, especially also right now, um, he has a company called The Improviser's Mindset, and mm -hmm. you can get more information about that on his website, Dion Flynn with two N's, dot com. And every Wednesday, he's hosting open Zoom calls uh, to talk about mindset work and how improv can help in these trying times. But first, we're going to hear some hilarious tales yes. about him and his son. <laughs> Dion's a joy. Yes. Just listen in. Our son is seven years old, and uh, and he is he doesn't want to be an entertainer. That's that's the probably the the weirdest thing that I've had to encounter. Um, <laughs> is that he doesn't want to be an entertainer because 
for the first few years, I was playing Obama, and he would see me on television, and he was just coming into you know cogency and consciousness. He wasn't entirely sure that his father wasn't the actual president of the United States. It was very confusing <laughs> for him, you know. And then I was thinking, sure, yeah. Well, he'll you know he'll become an entertainer. You know, I'll I'll, I'll be able to pass these these gifts these gifts and talents that I've, you know, built up over the years, uh, these, this cachet of skills, you know, to, to try to get attention, <laughs> to try to get attention mm-hmm. and get love when I was young and class clown stuff. But you know what? He's goofy and he's funny, but he doesn't have that desperate, sweaty desire and need, that desperate <laughs> need that I have to make sure everyone's listening to make sure I'm getting no echo on my headset so that everyone can totally hear me. And my timing is perfect. Uh, he just doesn't have that. And I was like, that was upsetting a little bit at first. I was like, but I have all of these tricks about how to spit water. <laughs> on me. Who's going to, how am I going to pass the fam? Who am I going to give the family wigs to, you know? <laughs> And then I realized one day, I said, oh, wait a minute. He doesn't have this burning desire to be seen and have all the attention all the time because we pay attention to him, you know? Amen. Wow. You know, so he doesn't have those same drives. I'm not saying that everybody in show business is dysfunctional, but... (laughs) (laughs) We all have some things that we're working out. We all have things we're working out. Right. And I don't think it's I don't think it's normal to do what, you know, we do. But I also think it's net. You know, I I, I did it. I needed to do it. I was. He, he broke my heart the other day. My son, Miles, seven years old. He broke my heart. He turned to me. He loves Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. He just can't. Uh, yeah. He can't get enough of it, and he laugh. He squeals with laughter at this guy. Okay, and he turns to me after much deliberation. And it seems like he was kind of breaking this to me. He said, "He looked to me yesterday, two days ago. He said he's funnier than you are." <gasps> and he Mic and, drop. and he is. You know, he is funnier than I am. But it it saddened me just a little bit. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, look, if you continue, if you neglect them, then they're going to go towards entertainment. If you give them all the love and presence <laughs> that you can, they'll go into something better. But you don't want to love them too much oh, or they'll yeah. go into nonprofit. Ah, uh, yeah. So true. Yeah. You so know, true. It, don't want to go down them, that dark hole. You don't want to go down there either. You know, you don't want them to be broke, but good. You don't want them to be rich, but soulless. And you also don't want them to be <laughs> so entertaining that, but you know, it's, it's not up to us. My son and I were walking down the street one time mm-hmm. when he was young. He was, I mean, he's young now. I mean, way back. He was probably five, maybe four, four and a half, five. And I said, you know, I was just talking to him about bikes and locking your bike up and all this stuff. And I said, yeah, you know, I got my bike stolen when I was uh, about eight or nine years old. And he paused, he considered, he turned, he said, well, then let's go get it back. (gasps) (laughs) And I sat there and I thought, oh my God, I never really thought of doing that. I was like, I've got an ally. He's going to stick up for me. Um, He's going to help me go get my bike back from 30 plus years ago. They're not spoiled yet. They're unspoiled by 
limitations and and reality or even uh limiting thoughts because sometimes you know limiting thoughts are not real and they don't sure. and they just don't have a lot of that you know i remember one time yeah i remember one time when he was really young here's a funny thing just the way people are sometimes people are just not that observant sometimes we were in rite aid and i was pushing him in a stroller and this lady comes over to me and she said, she said, excuse me. Now I'm pushing him in a stroller right in front of me. She goes, excuse me, do you work here? And I was pushing a baby in a stroller. <laughs> and I looked at the baby and I looked at her. I looked back at the baby. And then I just, I thought uh-huh. to myself, either, either she thought that I worked <laughs> there on another day and was here on my off mm-hmm. day. Or that I was part of some bring your child to work kind of thing. Or she thought your job there involved pushing a baby around in a stroller. Right. Or stock, stocking the shelf with babies. I don't know what it was. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because that's how it comes. That's how they come. Yeah. Babies come from right yeah, age. Exactly. Yep. I've heard, yeah. I've, I've heard, I've heard different, different accounts, you know, of where they, where they come from. You know, like his, he likes Mr. Bean these days, but you know what else he likes? Hot sauce. I just I tell him I say you know we were putting it on some sausages and hot dogs that I'd cooked up with some onions and I said I said please experiment with it to the side because I don't want you to ruin the meal because if it ruins the meal it, then I'm not going to waste food oh that's my main that's my main pro like uh, I don't want to say hatred but I it's something I really don't like. Is the w- wasting of food. I don't know where I got it from. I know where I got it from. Mm-hmm. I won't go into it because it's a it's a sad story. But I don't like to see food get wasted. So, and my son mm. suffers from that sometimes, you know, because I'll sure. I'll try to repurpose something until it is absolutely gone. I'll try to disguise something in in an egg or whatever I got to do to use it all. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Trojan. It's the Trojan horse approach, you know, to day old hot dogs or whatever. Oh my god, I just don't like it. I really don't like to waste food, and uh, he suffers totally. from that a little bit, you know. But yeah, you know what else he likes? He likes curse words. I mean, I feel like I'm describing a sailor here, you know. Yeah, hot sauce, <laughs> curse words. But you know, he's experimenting. You know, I've got a bookmark. He was really mad at me. And he was uh, years ago and he was working out how to spell, you know, he's very interested in how to spell the F word. And he, I, for some reason, he could never remember the C. He would always write it F-U-K. And he went through this little period of about 10 days where he was writing it. And we were explaining that, you know, it's not a proper word to write. And But he got really mad at me in that two week period at this one moment. And, um, I was in the bath actually, and he walked in and he said, he handed me a a three by five card and it said, Dion F U K. And I still have it. I use it as a bookmark. Um, And I, 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 cause I feel like it's very important to let your child have their feelings. He was doing his best to express. I had set a boundary. I think the boundary was you can't come in here while I'm, you know, in the tub. And uh, he, <laughs> he wrote me a little, he wrote me his complaint. You know, he's like Martin Luther pinned it to the door of the church. <laughs> it was like, 
Fuck you, Dad. He got the label maker the other day. Now, that was years ago. That was at least two years ago. He got the label maker the oh, other day. Say. And because well, it's coronavirus, right? We're all sitting around the house. We're playing with gadgets and items in drawers, junk drawers and stuff that we never get around to. <laughs> We got the label maker out. We're just looking for we're looking for pandemic fun and crafts around the house. So you know, we get the label maker out, and the first thing he writes is hell. You know, so I got this little hell label. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's all that's it's always the one he put on the door. That's right. The, yeah. Right. Exactly. Should have. I hear some laughter in your background. We do not own a label maker. I okay. wish we did. Well, that's something. That's something to think about. I want to know what the kids would make for our apartment. Of course, we've gone out to Grandma's house during during COVID, and uh, just to get out of the city. And uh, I would not release them into Grandma's house with a label. <laughs> no, no. My mother is very neat and orderly person. And yeah, we are not. Well, that's the thing. They could label everything for her. Oh God! And then she'd just take the goo gone and just. Peel right. everything off every night. Yeah. Um, yes. Gosh, that's wonderful. Hell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that leads us to our friend Kristen Caldwell, mm-hmm. who is a f- former Chicago improviser, now a teacher of improv, teammate he, of yours for a long yes, time. We were on several teams together actually yeah. in Chicago, and now is in Denver, just outside mm-hmm. of Denver, teaching classes. She's also connected to the Denver Performing Arts Center, teaching improv there. Um, But she has segued a lot of her work into mindset around Mm -hmm. improv. Now, we personally also work that way a lot. Um, The tenant of improv is yes and. You say yes to things and you add on to it. Mm -hmm. So our family slogan, at least if you ask the kids, is yes leads to adventure. if something comes up, we want to choose to dive in right away and uh, and see what happens, right? You will never get experiences unless we do. Yeah, and you can find out more information about the work that Kirsten's doing um, at gainingperspective.com. Mm-hmm. But today she's going to share some a little tale with us. Yes, a little bit about siblings. Hmm. And then what your kids think you're capable of. Enjoy. So within the first six days of life, this super reactive mother (laughs) (laughs) has 29 hours of labor under her belt, is now having to start pumping milk, you know, every three hours to try to help this child and stay alive. And then the stress of her being in the NICU. Um, uh, that was all super stressful on, with just those terms. But there were parts where when I would hold her, I would know that we were good. I would know that this is just a moment. This is just something we need to get through. Um, and she was super reactive. If we weren't there, she would be screaming her head off. We'd come down the hall to go visit her or to go try to feed her and she would be screaming. And then we would get there and she'd calm down. She became this way through much of her infancy. 
Um, <laughs> constantly trying to find what's the thing that's going to calm her down. First, it was just holding her. Then it was holding her and walking her. Then it was holding her. If walking her didn't work, it was then bouncing her on a um, exercise ball. Uh, then finally, we broke one exercise ball, got another one. And I said, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> We've got to not keep giving in. We've got to like figure out how to make her feel better. I don't know what it is. Um, all of those lovely little challenges of figuring out, wait a second, wait a second. How can we calm ourselves down so that she can meet us and realize that we're calm too? And maybe she can match us in that calm and do it's like the improviser world. How can we mirror each other? Uh -huh. um, because when she's going crazy and I'm going crazy, that's not helping her. Right. When I calm down, she can calm down. And then that helps her to feel safe again. Um, these are all these lovely lessons of how, my God, she's teaching me something. She is my teacher. She's here to show me how to calm my shit and not be so reactive. Um, probably the, the most recent <laughs> example of this was over the summer uh, we we're sitting at dinner and her little brother, three years old, he still can't quite, you know, reach his plate unless he's sitting on his knees. So he sits on his knees to eat and, and is, you know, over his, over his food. Well, that day in particular, he was, he had his right arm. She sits to his right. He had his right arm kind of leaning over towards, you know, maybe being in her space where she didn't like it to be. And there was no conversation about it at all. He had been there much of dinner, uh, blabbing and talking to us. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I, I, she just got the impulse to whack his arm out from underneath him. And he went down. I mean, she just, it's like, take that kickstand away and the kid's on the floor. Right. And my, uh, there you go. You hurt one of my babies. And I don't care if you are one of my babies, you're going to hear about it. So <laughs> I go in, I just immediately say, Amara, what were you thinking? And she looks at me and starts to like pull her shoulders up and her face gets all scrunched. And she says, Oh no. And I said, oh, that's ridiculous. That's your little brother. You can't just knock him down like that. He didn't do anything to you. And all of this pressure of my intensity and my words starts causing her to like sink in smaller and smaller and smaller. But because I know her and I can feel her, I feel her getting bigger and bigger and bigger on the inside. And the more quiet she is. There's something reactive in me that just keeps saying, are you hearing what I'm saying? Do you understand what I mean? That's ridiculous. That was not okay. And eventually she, it just gave her enough fuel <laughs> to say, I didn't mean it. I just what did it. I don't know. What I want. And then there's no words. It's just all screaming. And she's filling the entire house with her energy and her voice. And I said, go to your room go to your room. I understand that you're upset. I'm upset right now. Neither one of us can be together. Go to your room. So she goes to her room, stomping the entire way, screaming when she gets there. These were screams I've never heard her have before. Like guttural, like you would think someone just stole something from her and she just can't live. She can't live. I calm myself down I get to a spot where I'm like, okay, I, I think I need to, I, I can do this now. I can do this. I can talk to her from a calm space. I go in there 
She's laying on her bed. She sees me. That's her her greeting. And um, and I, I come over onto her bed and I said, babe, what just happened? She says, I don't want to talk. And I said, okay, I'll come back. Great. So she's not ready. I'll keep waiting. I'll keep waiting. I go to her door. I said, are you ready to, to talk now or not? And she says, oh, I don't know. I said, okay, well, why don't, why don't I just come lay with you? So I lay down on her bed with her and I'm kind of playing with her hair and, and kind of rubbing her face. And I said, what just happened back there? And she says, oh, I got mad. And I said, yeah, I know you got really mad. And I got really mad. And that's what made you mad. And I go back through it. I said, well, Amara, here's what I know. I know that I'm sitting there eating dinner. And all of a sudden, I see you smack your brother's arm out from under him. And he goes down. And that just triggers me. That just makes me get really upset because my baby's hurt. And then it's hard because my other baby did it. What do I do? And so immediately I say, Amara, why did you do that? What were you thinking? And she starts crying. She says, don't say that again. Hmm. And I said, okay, is the way I said it, was that too much for you? And she said, yes, I feel bad. I already feel bad. And I know I shouldn't have done it. And I say, okay, I'm glad you know you shouldn't have done it. And maybe... Since I know that the two of us both can get each other riled up pretty quickly, we're both very much the same. What if you and I, when we know something like that is starting to happen, we take a really deep breath and we try to calm ourselves down before the words come out of our mouth? Do you think we can try and do that? Just take a deep breath because what's going to happen is our emotions going to talk and we're not going to be able to calm ourselves. And that's what we already do. How about if we take that breath, we then ground ourselves, and then we say, hey, I don't really like what you did. And she shakes her head, and then she looks at me, and she says, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. (laughs) And it took everything inside of me to (laughs) to not react, because here's this point I'm trying to make. And I said, okay, well, that's, that's great. That's your thesis of, or your hypothesis, I should say, of what's going to happen of the, here in this experiment. But why don't we try it out? Why don't we see what happens? So we make peace. We agree the breath thing is going to happen. And within the next couple of days, I am not going let to that, let that little booger win. I am going to, <laughs> I am going to breathe like there's no fucking tomorrow. <laughs> And I am going to make sure that when she does something, I'm going to calmly say, Amara, that really wasn't helpful or that wasn't nice. I didn't appreciate that. Whatever it is that we do in that mom character. And <laughs> and I'm not going to point it out to her until maybe I've done a few of them. Like that, that's actually what ended up happening. So she's really going off. She's really getting upset about things. And I'm like, oh, Amara, maybe that wasn't the right reaction. Maybe, you know, redirecting. And then finally I say, oh, gosh, I just noticed something. I just noticed that I've had a lot of opportunities to meet you in that same emotional space, and I didn't. And I just wonder if you noticed that too. And she says, yeah. And I said, oh, I thought you thought that I wouldn't be able to do that. And she said, oh, I don't remember. 
That's the definition of called out. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Your kid calls you out like, I hear you, mom. You're asking me to do it. I don't think you can do it. Oh, man. And that's sort of where we are, too, with our nine-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking just in terms of soccer. Ugh. Honestly, it's gotten to a point where I cannot, you know, you're not supposed to let your kid win every game. Right. And uh, it's, it's going on about, about a year now. I literally have not been able to beat him in soccer. I scored two goals yesterday against yeah. him, and I was overjoyed. <laughs> I mean, I lost eight to two, right. but I was so overjoyed that I actually scored two goals. Yeah. Yeah. He, he makes mistakes, but he recovers so fast. Yeah. This is good. This is what yeah. we want for them. We Ex want them to make mistakes and recover quickly. Right. 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 So thank you, And have guys. no sense of fallibility, right? <laughs> That's it? Is that what we're That's going for? Mm, interesting. Mm. We might have to continue this conversation. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Like, share, review, please. Come head over to facebook.com slash funny parents. Yeah. Tell us about those kids' books that you love and hate. And uh, we'll be back in your ears in two weeks. Thanks. Thanks.